and welcome to the Discourse, the only podcast where we all have resting spink face. As always, I'm Holly. With me is Julie. How dare you say that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Jess. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. First, first of all, I contain multitudes. <laughs> Secondly... How fucking dare you? <laughs> I have Sphinx face. I, there's two of them in me. In, inside you, there are two, two Sphinx. Is- two Sphinx. <laughs> God. <laughs> Listen, I messaged that exact sentence to you earlier, Jess, and you said nothing. <laughs> if you sent it on Twitter, I'm not on Twitter anymore, Holly. Oh, I stopped oh, looking well. at Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah, it was on Twitter. Well, then what I did not see not it. So that was... What do you mean you're not on Twitter? <laughs> I'm not going to look at Twitter. Go look at the last tweet I made two days ago. I'm not going to look at Twitter anymore. It's bad for me. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well then. <laughs> I guess that's why you've been sending me messages on Discord for the past couple of days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm sad I missed that. I don't know how I did. Uh, Me neither. Uh, anyway, we are continuing with uh, moving pictures. Uh, there's a after 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 the uh, fucking the showing of uh, the sands of passion or whatever. It was a sort um, of passion. Sort sort of passion. Um, we get a very short bit where Vic- Victor extremely fails at holding horses. He's he's trying to be like a horse valet, and like no one will talk to him. <laughs> No one will talk to him because he's too friendly and open. (laughs) Not nearly old and grizzled enough. He's not going to give an experience. Yeah, yeah. This kid's probably going to ding my horse. (laughs) He can't park a horse. (laughs) He's going to take this horse for joy rides. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do love that uh, they describe the old man as a wizened homunculus. (laughs) It's such a <laughs> such a good good descriptor phrase. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we go back to Mr. Planter, um, who is he's he's having the Hollywood dreams, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's looking at the pile of money that Mr. Dibbler has left him after taking his percentage, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do up this place all nice. It's gonna look like a palace at the rocks here. Uh, gonna have." Gonna have girls in bikinis selling banged grains. He specifically says slave girls selling banged grains, which mm, is. I'm assuming, like, I'm assuming, like a Princess Leia, like that sort of a look, basically. Oh yeah, it, there, there's a lot of um, Princess Leia, metal bikini shit in this reading. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Listen, you got to make some more, some more movies like that." And Dibbler's like, "Oh, don't you worry, I got it covered." And he's like, "Wait, fuck, I fired those guys. Shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got them under contract. Oh God, no. Yeah, specifically, Planter's <laughs> just like you got like, those two. Those two young people. Uh, everyone loves them. The men love the girl. The girls love the man. It's great. Um, you gotta, you gotta have them like fuck with their eyes like all the time. You'll be joining your school chums, Jimbo, Kearney, and oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> then we pedal to freedom, Willie. <laughs> I do love that he's like, wait a minute, my wife watched this movie like five times. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <Hold on. laughs> it's like, oh, she Awkward loved pork that girls make bit. do. <laughs> no, you know, I won't even air that thought. 
the, uh, yeah, d- I know. I think what you think. <laughs> we all know. Don't what you say think, that. <laughs> no, no more thoughts, Holly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> done and <not>. done. <laughs> so we we go back to to Victor briefly, and he's just doing a bad job, uh, hoss holding. In, until um, Horseman is like, it's like a performance, kid, and he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I just gotta pretend I know how to hold the horses. Okay, it's the horse. It's the horse holding experience. Give him the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> We're a family here at Horse Holders. <laughs> here at Horse Holders LLC, you're not gonna find anyone better to hold your horse. Anyone can get their horse held anywhere else, but here, here, we really hold them. Caressing, loving, holding the horses. Um, <laughs> You know what, I'm sick of that, I'm not going to take my horse there. <laughs> In fact, I want you to stay 50 feet away from my horse at all times. Oh, come on, I was acquitted. Come on. God, I, sh- I couldn't prove anything. Come on. God. Could have been anyone's magazine. I, 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 bra- brain moving on to cars. Uh, like, DNA tests are inconclusive. That could have been anyone's jizz in that tailpipe. Uh, oh, no. This is an end to my brain, so now I have to say hussy, and I don't <laughs> like it, and I'm upset at myself. God. We are just circling about around to, to Lupin's sex car again. Like, <laughs> You're first welcome, I park my everyone. Car. First, I, first I take my car out of park, then I fuck my car, and then I drive across Europe. Yes. Um, so let's oh my car and oh my car. My car. <laughs> Anyway, about that Street Fighter Six announcement. Mon Chevy. <laughs> that night, Victor, he's like looking around and, and just, just trying to find meandering through Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. There's there's neon signs passing around in the background behind him. He's disheveled. He's <laughs> if, if neon lost existed, there'd be neon signs. <laughs> no, it's, it does. It does. Yeah, they have magic oh, signs. Oh, right. The the, the 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 magician. Right. The the magic sign. God, I can't believe there's canonically neon signs in... Well, they, he needed it for the noir aspect in God's he, God. He did. He needed and it for... And now it's just for, a thing. And now it's just a thing that they have. They invented neon signs before they invented movies and trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, the three great pillars of, of society are, are neon signs, trains, and movies. That's... That's how you know you made he it as a people. He won't get to trains until the last book. Like, the, the last, last one. Well, there you go. Then that's, that's, that was, they truly reached it then. That was the pinnacle of the disc world when they got to trains. It's not, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't mean as a, as a media object. I mean, as like a world, as, as a society. As a setting. Yes. <laughs> the, the world of disc world. When, once they made trains, there was nowhere else to go. No, there's plenty of places to go. You got trains. <laughs> and now you got trains. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Rock brings him to a troll bar. I like the description that, like, the sound was at the level where it was just a concussive force and it felt like his eyes were being rattled in his head. That does sound like a club. Yeah. Uh, and I love I love that the troll drinks are just molten rock, um, so, like, the fucking little paper umbrellas immediately burst into flames. It's good. I, I, love, I love whenever the tr- troll drinks get mentioned. It rules. I love how Fic- Victor's like, I don't have to drink that, do I? Like, I... No, no, we, we got beer. Drinks. 
we're very cosmopolitan. We got human drinks and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Human drinks and everything. And so he's like, "Have you have you seen Ginger? Where's Ginger? No one, no where, one knows where's where anyone. Is. Where, where's anyone, kid? <laughs> Who know where anyone go? You know, <laughs> precisely. So true. I love Rock. I love Rock so much. Victor kind of has like a little like. He has like a like like Ru- like Ruby start singing like the lounge singer, but also Victor just kind of has like a little existential crisis. Like, why am I here? Why is anyone here? Why are we doing this? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he has um in in the long list of media about how much uh Hollywood sucks. Um, there's the Futurama episode where they wake up in L.A. Um, <laughs> and and. Fry just goes, no one reads. Everything has cilantro on it. I just I think about that all the time. So Victor's having that moment. Always oh, it's a social commentary, Fry. God. Rock, like, explains the song that Ruby is singing is, like, this old folk song about um, beating your cheating lover to death. Uh, <laughs> With a rock. Rules. With a rock, yeah. yeah. It's very romantic. A lot, lot of beating with rocks in troll culture, as we get in a footnote later. Um, and then there's a big line that's just uh, an extremely long, is is that a rocket in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? But it's like, it's referencing, you know, the scepter of magma from like... <laughs> is that the legendary long... scepter of magma who is king of the mountains, smiter of thousands, yay, even tens of thousands, ruler of the golden river, master of the bridges, delver in deep dark places, crusher of many enemies... <laughs> In your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> I love that Rock has to take a breath. <laughs> At, like, the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I think this is a a typo in the book. He does say untied alchemists, and I don't know if that's supposed to be united, or if he said the wrong word. I don't know, because it, be it is... Yeah. It could go either way. I'm like... I, I think, I think, I, th- I think it might be a typo. It's just one of those things I was like... Is he supposed to be like that? Because it also feels um, strangely like Rock got less articulate than other times Victor has spoken to him in this scene. He just, he seems dumber in this There's scene. There's a very pretty, like, girl troll. He, half of half of both of his brain cells are, are, talk, are thinking about the pretty troll. Mm-hmm, sure. Listen. Who's not thinking about a pretty troll? <laughs> Who, who's among us does not get this way around, around I mean, a giant a lady? and everything. Like... Oh, mm, who's among us indeed, Holly? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Specifically, yeah, giant rock ladies. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Steven Universe. Um... <laughs> yeah, never seen it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, right. uh, you know what, Holly? I... Holly Blue. Out. <laughs> I, Holly Blue, have never seen a Steven's Universe. No. And no, certainly did not. not name myself after a mean lady mm. from the mm-hmm. show. <laughs> Mm. And has two necklaces made of holly blue agate. Oh wait, no. Rock's like, uh, do you think I should get a nose job? <laughs> my my cousin yeah. is a stonemason and could give me a <laughs> rock nose job. Now, now Maury, on the other hand, he had someone go to town with him with some concrete. Looks a fucking fright, but goddamn, people go. That's a troll. <laughs> I'm just imagining like like someone chiseling away bits of like a troll until they look like an like an animate statue of David. <laughs> <laughs> God. No, I'm just imagining Easter Island head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now that's a that's a Hollywood troll. 
um, also I just Hollywood have rock troll. nose job in my head to the tune of rock lobster <laughs> troll rock job no rock nose job <laughs> it was a troll rock nose job, nose job. Victor's also, he's like, hey, did you hear about uh, the weird city that used to be here, but now it's under the ocean? Um, and hey, don't you think it's kind of fucked up that everyone here is, like, really self-absorbed and stupid? At which point Rock is just like, do you think I should get a nose job? This is, the <laughs> meme, this is every meme of a guy explaining something in depth to a girl who does not care one bit. You know, so that's that fucking picture of the dude with the shades at the party with like his hand going like you can't see me, but his hand's going like this. And yes. it's like now you see there's like all these lobsters underground. There used to be yeah. a city. There's an old man on the hill, he lit a fire. Animals are talking, it, man. It's just Victor in the corner just going like nobody knows this used to be a weird city. <laughs> no nobody knows that that old man had a weird book. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so he he just leaves. He walks out of this scene. He's just like, I gotta go. <laughs> My planet needs me. <laughs> Victor died on his way to somewhere. <laughs> to Hollywood. Um, <laughs> that would make this book about twenty pages long. <laughs> yeah, this, this book would have been over a long time ago if he died on his way to Hollywood. No, no. See, metaphorically, metaphorically. You know what? Then he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we get a short bit where Dibbler is harassing the uh, the horse holder because, like, Dibbler's looking for Victor, basically. Yes. Yeah. He's he's got to find him again um, to make him very make very again. one step behind the whole time kind of thing. That's fun. I like it because yeah, we get these just these sequences of of him being at the place where Victor was, and he's like, "Look, I don't know where he went. He was just bad at holding horses. What do you want from me?" And we see Victor just like. In a dark alley, having a meltdown. <laughs> oh, big move. Weird that, weird that there are any alleys in Hollywood, honestly. Uh, listen, it's just like the, the space in between a couple of shacks. The, the two cardboard yeah. boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a hat falls down in front of him, and somebody starts playing a harmonica extremely bad. Um, now it is a dog. And we do find out that it is a dog. Everyone say hello to Gaspard the Wonder Dog. Here, here he is. Hell fucking yes. <laughs> a Dibbler goes to uh, the commissary, um, and he's just like, "Okay, has anyone seen Victor? I'm looking for him." Uh, he came in here. In the he came in here. He left when um, what's her face wasn't here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Victor's I... uh, Dibbler's also like, "Hey, wait, that's a good. That's a good point. Where's she?" And uh, the <laughs> owner, the the owner of the place, is just like, where's people? Where- I know where people go. <laughs> well, it's it's notable because like Victor has asked this many times, and everyone's like, I don't know where Ginger goes when when she's not mm. working at Borgles. No one knows. Am I, where am she I goes. my Ginger's keeper? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do also love the commissary serving salad, and like the closest place any fresh fruits and vegetables are from is like thirty miles away <laughs> at at mm. ox cart speed. <laughs> And so they have this disgusting celery. <laughs> yeah, celery's supposed to be brown and limp, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it supposed to be green? No, no, you're thinking of the tomatoes. <laughs> what, and what's this runny mess? It's like, that, sir, is mayonnaise. I made it out of a, I made it out of a book and everything. And he's like, well, you, you, I can tell you clearly didn't use eggs or vinegar. <laughs> Don't worry, the slugs have formed a defensive the perimeter. The slugs have formed a defensive perimeter. <laughs> I love when he walks in and he's like, um, yes, I'll, I'll have a filet mignon and, and 
some strawberries and cream, please. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking whatever, about? Whatever is like, in what? season. <laughs> like, uh, nothing grows here, so sand? Detritus, tell him. Uh, Detritus is like, yeah, you give Mr. Dibble what he wants. And I'll have uh, and basically the same sort of order, but in rock terms. Sure. <laughs> some prime igneous. <laughs> give me granite over easy. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well. If anyone sees Victor, you tell him. I'm looking for him, and I'm gonna make him a star. And yeah, that like that phrase doesn't mean anything to anyone because they don't have the yeah, concept. They're of gonna come. Oh God, he's gonna have to try to crush him into a tiny, few <laughs> fissile mass. Oh God, it'll kill him. <laughs> we go back to to Victor hanging out with Gaspode. Gaspode's very rude. Guess what's very rude, and I love uh, Victor's internal monologue about like, okay, yep, very nice, great, uh-huh. Can't help but notice um, that you, a dog, appear to be, what's the word here? Talking. Talking? <laughs> I've, I've been out in the sun too long. It's, oh, no. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, well, how did you, uh, how did this... This just gestures at all of Gasboat. How did this happen? Um, and he's like, I don't know. I used to like do tricks on a street corner, and suddenly I was cursed with intelligence and speech. I, I, I had a snappy comeback nose. for I had a, I had a yeah. snappy comeback for a lady, and then I realized I was saying it, <laughs> and then I ran <laughs> before they could put me in the experiment experimentation bin. Yeah, Gaspot just takes him to some other animals and they explain how their lives are turning into oh. fucking MGM and Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, I do love that. I love this rabbit so much. At at like the end of this segment, um so yeah, Victor's like, Well why why are you talking to me? Uh and Gaspo's like, Well you got a you got a hunted look. Um, you know, like you like you don't belong to yourself. And it like mm. <laughs> gives Victor like an existential crisis. He's like, What does that mean? What do you mean hunted? Why do I look hunted? Do people look please, hunted? Please, please say more. <laughs> please, please, tell please me explain. More. Please, please explain. This is yeah. This whole section is Gaspo just kind of not explaining things to Victor and just being like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. This <laughs> shit's weird. Later on, he yeah, he just does the same thing. He's like, listen, I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to explain nothing. Like. <laughs> Yeah, when he finally does it, I really like it because he can only explain it in dog terms that he knows they won't fucking understand. Dibbler goes to the, the troll bar. And Detritus has a crush on Ruby. I love that. That's so I, I I really love the uh the fucking subtitles. Uh where it's just like subtitle. Why is it now I am a blue color? <laughs> what is the action I should take at this time? And then she winks at Detritus and goes, I can't help it. Hi, a big boy. <laughs> oh, God. It rules. I love Detritus. He's so good. Detritus rules. Detritus rules, and I'm so glad that he becomes a major character in the Guards books. I was just about to say, Detritus rocks. I... <laughs> Detritus rocks. Yeah, they're, they're going up to the hill um, to go... Gaspode's gonna take Victor to not. I almost said some people, which is the the thing you shouldn't say because Gaspode <laughs> gets mad about it. Um, 
he talks about how he had all these dreams of being like famous Hollywood dogs. Last, yeah, he basically says like, yeah, I was like, my dreams are lassie now, and I hate kids. I really kind of wish they'd die in all my dreams. <laughs> I don't want to save the fucking kids. Fuck those kids. <laughs> Guess what? Said fuck them kids. He he's now dreaming in color. Like he can now see red, and he doesn't yeah. like it. <laughs> Turns out I've been eating blood. I hate it. What is that blood? Oh, I hate it. Um. And like, oh, terrible. <laughs> it stinks. Correction. Free blood. <laughs> uh, I do. This kind of reminds me like, just like how what if the, the movie camera is like, what if two flowers light box was weird and fucked up. This is kind of like, what if the inspiration particles for, for well were weird and fucked up? Like, <laughs> what if, what if, what if two flowers, um, regular camera was a fucking saw trap <laughs> oh god yeah yeah it's infinite torch what if what if we crossed over into the fuck like what basically it's what if instead of sci-fi um fucking ah oh christ what the fuck is his name hitchhiker's got douglas adams what if douglas oh, adams right. did like a fantasy novel and made a camera i think terry maybe like asked his <laughs> Yeah. Just it, like, it hey, how sense. do I make the most fucked up misery camera? <laughs> hey, uh, Doug, what's the most fucked up camera you could make? Um, <laughs> Whip the imps. I'm I'm busy in the I'm busy in the Guinea Islands looking at cool animals, Terry. I don't have time for this. Uh, listen, I, I don't know, Terry. Just whip the imps, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I got I got all these Apple computers all up in my bitch. I don't. <laughs> I gotta oh, make God. this hologram perpetually sad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a mood. Um, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's like an intentional thing, um, but it does feel like when when Well would have all those dreams about old Hollywood, um, which, like, I kind of wish. God, where's Well? Where the fuck is Well? Yeah, why is he not in this book? <laughs> and it, obviously, it's because he was a one book guy. But like, why is he not? This seems like where he should be. And I think you could have he could have a really cool arc in this book if he was in this. Well, becoming book. the fucking comedy king of goddamn Hollywood. You could do a lot, <laughs> or like when he was in Weird Sisters, like everyone was not on his level because this was just all funneling straight into his brain. But now, like everyone is and, on, and his all level, these fucking star eyes are just like, oh yeah, that rules. Film it, Jesus. Yeah, I'm. I, where? Why is he not in this book? And it's. Because he's a one-book guy, which is such a tragedy. You get that with some Discworld stuff. Like, aww. This seems like such a, a logical extension, Terry. Why is he not here? Well, um, once the Discworld becomes bigger and more well-cataloged by both Terry and other people, then you start seeing a bit more crossover. Okay, okay. Missed opportunity. Um... <laughs> yeah, I love how Gaspo's like, yeah, my dreams are really fucked up, and Victor's just like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> Okay, Victor, not not prepared for this at all. So it's like, uh huh, cool. And how about your other little friends? Yeah, so they they meet, you know, the the cast of Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry, um, up here on the top of the hill. There are I specifically really a mouse, a, a mouse, uh, a rabbit. Uh, the duck is actually it's not Daffy Duck. It's definitely Donald Duck because there's a yeah. joke about how Victor cannot understand what he says. Yes. <laughs> And the cat, the cat talks like uh, fucking Sylvester. Does it? I didn't pick up on that necessarily. Yeah, it's got like I thought it was a Tom and Jerry thing. 
It's definitely the cat and mouse is definitely a Tom and Jerry thing, but let me find some lines from the cat. Um, I'm re- like reduced in his voice is spelled R E D U C H E D. Reduced. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. It shouts help. Oh, can you pick up on that? Conceptualizing, conceptualizing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does make sense now that we say it out loud. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I skimmed over a lot of this scene because this Mel Blake spit voice conceptualizing. Conceptualizing. Yeah. Um, this this is a little silly for my taste, so I it's, I it's a bit silly. A this. I don't yeah. think they're they're not important. We can ignore them. <laughs> sure. I'm just like okay, Terry. <laughs> you're having your fun. Victor isn't a character, so you're having your fun. <laughs> exactly. Victor's just being like taken from scene to scene in this, and like and... like an old movie, things are just yeah. happening. Things are just happening. Things be happening. This mm-hmm. is this, it's extremely fucking like. Like the the gags in um, Blazing Saddles, sort of like like just like the, was that funny? Who cares? Off to the next thing. And now we're gonna do the next thing. Maybe that one will be funny. Who knows? Um, <laughs> if you don't like this book, just wait for the next scene. <laughs> maybe maybe that one will stick. Um, I love the bit um, where Victor's like, "Oh, but but don't you all have names?" He said encouragingly, and they're like. <laughs> No, what? What and are you fucking, fucking talking about? Warrior cat shit. <laughs> if if warrior cats had been at this time, it's Terry saying "fuck you, warrior cats," but I think it's Terry saying "fuck you, Redwall." Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, a little bit. <laughs> the I do like the mouse going like I love Swift Claw. <laughs> it's like oh wow, that's more of a cat name. It's like what you should be what called Squeakers. <laughs> now you listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, the rabbit hates it so much because he's like, fucking Mr. Thumpy, who the fuck are you? What? Oh, you call the lobsters Mr. Pinchy? Pinch. (laughs) I call the big one Bitey. (laughs) (laughs) I love this rabbit being like, listen, I was having a good life thinking about nothing but sex and grass. And now I think, and that's not a good thing. I hate thinking. And it's like, me too, bitch. This whole this whole thing is you ruined a perfectly good animal. You gave it anxiety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I fucking and fighting was all I craved, and now I have to yep. think about stuff. <laughs> later, <laughs> later on, like a little bit later on, Victor asks them about the guy, and the rabbit has seen the uh, the old man because it, it lives on the dunes here, and he's like, "Well, can you describe him?" And he's like, "I don't fucking know. I oh, knew listen, listen, two no, nouns three... and one verb." Three days ago, I didn't know anything. He was just a guy. You could set your time thingy to him. Yeah. <laughs> For all I knew, he was a rock with legs. Like, who cares? <laughs> He'd go up there a number of times a day. I can't count past one. Yeah, Victor's like three, and he's like, I don't know what that is. I didn't know what that was. Whoa, whoa, just... whoa, point, Dexter. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Slow down. <laughs> there, there was one, and there's more than one. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down with your space your space age techno jargon. He he came up here more than one time a day. Thank you. Goodbye. Um but so, so someone starts coming up the hill and they're all like scatter and it is it's ginger. Uh, it's ginger. Is the implication that she lives up here? <laughs> I guess. She's cuz she's like what are you doing in my and then she cuts off the sentence like in my house. Like why are you in my house mm. on top of the hill up here? What's up? 
And he's like, I'm just having a normal time. Having a regular time with this dog who can't talk, by the way. Yeah, this completely normal dog. Nothing weird about this dog at all. Uh, anyway, she finds out that Gaspode can speak pretty quickly because he keeps making comments, like, and under his breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that Gaspode, A, doesn't want anyone to know he can talk, and B, can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely God. no filter on this dog. No, no. I mean, makes sense as far as dogs go. Yeah, yeah totally. Dogs, dogs would not conceptualize having a filter. Dibbler and, and Detritus also get up here. Oh, hey there, love voids. Anyway, come over with a little bit of <laughs> Literally, he's like, oh, you have your smooching? That's great. I love that. Ooh, the publicity. Save some of that smooching for the silver screen, my my darlings. Um. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to hire you back for $2 a day. Isn't that a great deal? And then Gaspode fucking shadow negotiates. It's like 15. <laughs> and it, they make it up to 10. Which, considering that Vimes was paid $30 a month, is pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Victor just, like, lets himself be puppeted. <laughs> I love the bit where he's like, and then he looked at his hand, as if only just realizing that he had a hand. <laughs> and shook. <laughs> you both owe me a dollar a day, says Gaspode. Uh, back over in, in Ankhmar Pork, uh, with the wizards, they're all standing around looking at, uh, Richter's reality vase. Um, I guess yeah. the Ming vase. <laughs> why, is it, why is it called that? And then the bursar taps it and goes, Ming. Ming. Fuck you, Terry. Um. <laughs> uh, Come on, at least call... I, don't don't use a real name for it. Like, you can make up a call, call it a, call it like a ting. Like I don't know. I I kind of I found it funny only because if you tap anything metallic or ceramic and it makes an automatic appear beginning with M, that thing's fucked up. I don't trust <laughs> that thing. That, that would, <laughs> it is fucked up. <laughs> it's it's like it's like if you knocked on a door and it went it made a horse noise like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, the foley is a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, literally, it's like, it's like Gaspode woofing, or, like, any of those, like, comedy mods that, like, turn hurt sounds to do ow, 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 ow. I do like whenever Gaspode says woof or bark, people just like, did that dog say woof? No, no, he barked. It's fine. It's good. I'm normal. They're just like, my brain is normal. Um, I don't have a problem. The Ming joke is dumb, but okay, Terry. <laughs> it's dumb, but in, in like kind of a banged grains dumb way. Um, and it, it does, it shoots some more pellets and, and everyone hates it. This shitty machine keeps shooting at us. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Cully's like, Burster, get my gun that I don't have because we don't have those <laughs> yet, but get my gun. <laughs> get my crossbow. Reminded of the time that we talked about equal rights and I said, stupid wizards just get a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that That is Red Cully. Red Cully is the wizard who gets a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Victor gets woken up at the the ass crack of dawn, a.k.a. six o'clock in the morning. It's um, uh, still nighttime. Victor, that's still nighttime. I fucking feel <laughs> you, bud. Sure. <laughs> there's a six in the a.m.? <laughs> there's, there's an a.m. now? I I am I am unfortunately the type of person who's inf- intimately familiar with both three p.m. and three a.m. as times mm. to be awake. God damn it, Holly! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, he he gets dragged on down to the the set and it's hopping and there's so many people here. I love how they like just offhand Victor accidentally invents a couple of like old Hollywood techniques. Mm. We need a hundred Campbells, but we just have one. Victor, why don't you just have one go by the camera a bunch? It's like I love this kid. Slaps him on the back. <laughs> um, Dippler's like talking to Silverfish, and he basically like talks him into just being his assistant. <laughs> I love the running gag of Victor make of uh, of uh, Dibbler making everyone a vice president of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, uh, it's very both Homer Simpson being junior vice president and American Psycho everyone being a vice president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I ever li- Have I ever lied to you, Tom? Well, yesterday when you- I mean metaphorically. Oh, metaphorically, well, not- dear. Oh, metaphorically, well, metaphorically no. speaking. Yeah, no. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa. Oh god. And I I do love when uh when he comes up, I love that Dibbler does do Victor baby. And it's I I wondered cuz like I can't think of obviously that stereotype comes from somewhere, but I'm just like where did where does it start? Who did that? Just a fucking, Who did that first? Uh, mash all like 1940s, 30s, 20s. Basically, any director mash him into a paste uh, and extrude them, and you get someone go who says "baby." Like most things, I I can imagine it was a direct reference to one person, and then it just became applicable to all people. Yeah, I I don't I just seeing it in this book because I knew it would come up in this book because it's a Hollywood thing. But I'm just like, yeah, who did who did that? Who was the guy? Um. Well, it's similar to how like oh, uh, audiences going ooh ooh ooh. Like, was popularized by Arsenio Hall audiences, but now everyone just uses it for any hootering and hollering audience. Yeah, that's, that's the hooting and hollering. So he's like, listen, uh, have you met, you know, my nephew who I hired? Um, <laughs> he's he's gonna help us do all the movies. Every, I love how his nephew looks like he, he, he actively hates being here, and Victor's <laughs> just like, that's a look that everyone came to get when hanging around Dibbler. It's it. Uh, the agonized look everyone has after talking to Dibbler. And they're trying to figure out how to draw night scenes because the imps can only paint what they see and they can only see in the day. And I'm like, someone, I'm pretty sure at some point someone suggests, what if they all put on sunglasses? Because I know that's how color photography uh, gets mm. invented in a later book. Uh, they all wear like colored sunglasses and paint that color. Oh. Yeah, that's how, that's in the truth. I don't know, I don't know if you've read that one, Julie. No, I haven't. That sounds oh, yeah. pretty cool. That's huh. a good one. I that like. The, I like. I like all of the standalone Discworld books, and I think this is the first actual standalone one. So yeah, they do the what if you ride the camel past the camera multiple times? And it was like, I love it. Throw in an offhand line about them going in single file like Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dibbler here is he's making like a. a movie about desert bandits um vaguely shitty and racist um <laughs> i mean yeah he literally grabbed everyone who's standing outside the commissary in the morning and was like yeah <laughs> put some literally wear some towels yeah he's like i got a bunch of guys with with sheets on their heads let's go um again not not unlike hollywood yeah like <laughs> very true to life in that respect i was just gonna say like yeah he's he's nailing it of like yeah, whatever. Just do brown face. Like I, I don't give a shit. It's me. I'm. I'm put, put this dog in a headdress. 
That's a dog in a headdress. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Uh, I do. I do love Mrs. Cosmopolite, just a little old lady who says like, "Oh, I suspect they're doing this for a reason, dearie. Now, <laughs> now put this on." I got up at three a.m. to dye all the bed sheets black. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Victor like comes out of the tent and he sees Ginger and he's like, "Oh, I'll wait for you to get dressed." And she's like, "No, this is the outfit." I and am it's dressed. Like, it's, it's it's Leia metal bikini, like fucking fucking Shantae ass looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "That seems like it sucks." And she just does like, "That's Hollywood." Big shrug. That's she's Hollywood, like, baby. baby. None of this is real. Like, yeah, they'll they'll see they'll see my fucking. They'll see my fucking vagina on screen, but like whatever, whatever, man. Oh man, I just I I read that part when Ginger says it's not none of this is real, and I'm like I had a visceral reaction thinking of all the times I've seen people go like none of this is real. We we you can't criticize anything in any story. I'm like I mm, mm, yeah mm. yeah, and it's mm-hmm. I I love that she says this, and then like after like the next two scenes, like she completely kind of turns her tune on that she's just like that sucked yeah. like that that was fucked up that wasn't okay <laughs> yeah which because like <clears throat> you know in in the first scene when the spirit of hollywood enters victor and he he grabs her and he smooches her she's just like yeah that's fine she's like yeah i'll wear the metal bikini that's fine this uh, it's fine sure whatever i'm getting paid nine dollars for this i'll do most things S- slowly having a mental breakdown this is fine it's fine oh it's hollywood babe it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> It's fine. I'm no. not sad. I'm you don't need it. consent in Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> I'm making. Listen, just doing that voice that made me actually cry a little. Oh, oh. <laughs> and yeah, I do. I love like the nighttime scene, or we we can't shoot at night. Uh, they say, and Victor's basically just like, well, why don't you just have them like imagine it? And the problem is that imps do not have imagination. Yeah, yeah. Victor's trying to invent digital effects. He tries to invent blue filter night, basically. Yeah. He, he's like, just just have them paint things that aren't there. Um. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Imagination kid, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you think we're going to do? We're just going to half-ass this movie and then ship it off to some other imps to paint some stuff in the background? Dibbler, note to self, absolutely. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That would make perfect sense to do, actually. <laughs> wait, hold on. It's me. I'm Dibbler. We're going to do that. We can't just paint something that doesn't exist. Like, that'd be fiction. Oh my god, they're going to fucking invent, like, like mask, um, uh... I'm... I'm trying to remember the term, like, an old-ass Hollywood term of, like, where you, like, have part of the film, like, the light blocked, um, so it only develops, like, the actors, and then you have an imp paint in with, like, glasses that, like, have the actors in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> is is that not composite shots? That's, it's, that's composite technology, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they're gonna put Victor on the camel, and he's like, I don't know if this is a Hollywood camel. I don't know if this camel is, is sapient. Um, but he, like, whispers in its ear, he's like, don't, don't worry about it, buddy. Like, it's fine. Now, I get we, it. We, we know from, we know from pyramids that, um, uh, all camels are intelligent enough to understand human speech, and they all are filled with rage all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 I love mm-hmm. that. Oh, when they're when they're gonna film this scene, he's like, "Okay, you're gonna fight these these huge eunuchs." It points to the trolls, but uh, huge eunuchs, another great band to tour with the Dark Eunuchs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they 
film this scene, the spirit of, of Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, enters Victor, uh, and then suddenly I'm at the end of the scene and I don't remember how I got there. Um, <laughs> and I woke up at home. <laughs> and, and I woke up at the end of the scene. Uh, and, and Ginger does the same thing. She, she suddenly doesn't know why she's like on the back of the camel. <laughs> the acting bug also bit her, and they did this fucking I'll take you away to the Casbah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they're on the camel. Victor has taken a couple of fucking chunks out of Mori and Rock. Um, yeah. Um, and they're, they're like kind of mad about it. His sword is broken. Yeah, Ginger actually named the real place Baghdad. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's, um, I still really like that, like, we don't actually see any of these scenes. Like, you know, on like a meta level, there's this obfuscation between the reader and the thing being created and that's that's always something i really enjoy when they do in media it would be like if you watched the ring but they never showed you what the video of the ring was like i don't know mm. I, I i think it's really interesting it's like no 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 no, you can't look at this like this this would actually kind of fuck you up if you watched it like this will give you the the hollywood mind virus um if i actually told you about it so you're not gonna know <laughs> victor just like said a bunch of stuff while he was in his his Hollywood fugue state brain fugue he, he state. did like a big ass speech and like everyone's like oh we gotta work on getting sound into these things <laughs> oh, I like, love oh. their workaround for sound the fucking parrots <laughs> that's so you good get, you got ten parrots of different sizes for different vocal ranges mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then your movie is transformed into a Monty Python sketch <laughs> frankly <laughs> yeah a little bit what do all the women sound like they sound like this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fucking Banjo Kazooie sounding ass. Uh, are you telling me? Are you telling me all women don't sound like uh, Banjo Kazooie? Um. No, you no. That doesn't come with HRT. Oh, okay. All right. Unfortunate. What? God. What if they did? You know. Yeah. No. God. If only I could sound like Kazooie. You fucking wish you could sound like Kazooie. <laughs> this just reminds me of the time Zach once asked me. Uh, as a joke, which which uh, which is what one of us is which? Uh, who's the banjo? Who's the kazooie? And I immediately went, "You're the banjo. I'm the kazooie. Come on, like, let, come on, let's be real here. <laughs> you like, fool. Come on. <laughs> the best I can manage is Gruntilda. <laughs> <laughs> Gruntilda is fine. Um. <laughs> the, the fucking the game over screen is me stepping into my hormone uh-huh. chamber. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> This is being relayed to them by by Rock and Maury. Um and they're trying to remember like the it's the th- she calls him the thief of of Baghdad. Um and they have to put together the the word Baghdad cuz that doesn't exist for them. Baghdad uh, banged grains. Baghdad. Bagged dad. Um I actually cuz I was like that's a real movie. That's got to be that's definitely a real movie. So I did look it up and like the they originally made it in like the 20s and there was a remake in 1940 and it was one of the first movies that used like composite blue screen technology. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, that's neat. It makes sense Terry would know something like that. I want to reference it. Exactly. Because um, I was like, I'm not familiar with this, but I can tell it's a real thing, Terry. So I'm going to go look at it. So they, they duck off to to talk. Rock is like putting plaster on, on Maury's face because Victor hit him. Uh, Victor's just like, hey, don't you think it's like, uh, it's kind of weird that, what, why is all this weird stuff keep happening? Do you think it's, uh, do you think it's Hollywood? This is where Gaspode explains, like, yeah, you got fucking stars in your eyes, bitch. Well, even before that, Gaspode's, like, trying to tell him, like, listen, in dog terms, it's about territory. Like, 
something doesn't belong. Something, like, is here, but it shouldn't be. And that's mm-hmm. kind of this whole place. The way that he explains it um, is that, like, the two of them belong here. There's something about them that they, they belong here, and everyone else is kind mm. of under this spell. Um, but they're part of this spell that everyone else has the stars, right? Is it everyone else who has the stars? And like they just have no. Normal no, they, they each have the stars as well. Oh, okay. Everyone. They does. just don't. Right. Have... I missed that part. Yeah. He... Um, Gaspo's only thing is that um, Dibbler really has the stars. It's... Like, oh, it's it's got Dibbler. <laughs> it's got Dibbler so bad. It's got Dibbler. Oh God. <laughs> oh God, it's got this... Dibbler. Not this... Lenny. <laughs> There's a joke this reminds me of from fucking, uh, oh god, it's like a Johnny Bravo episode where one character is like, they're trying to shake sense at him and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My eyes have just become giant dollar signs and they literally <laughs> are just that. God. The stars in the eyes thing is, it feels a little to me like the end of Eric with the, the good intentions road out of hell and I'm just like, okay, this one's a little on the nose. I'm like... Okay, whatever. I do kind of like it as part of the weird eldritch horror nature of Hollywood. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 neat. Um, so yeah, uh, Dibbler comes and gets him again, and he's like, "All right, let's let's get back to it, kids." And yeah, they they check his eyes, and he's he's oh, it's got him. <laughs> the, the next day, in your sclera sclera, they hung a star. <laughs> Ooh. I think I like it because of the way they refer to it as being branded. Ooh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Um, yeah. Like, 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 something, something, Terry, I, I know you're working on, like, the, uh, you're doing a thing about the old studio system of stars. Mm-hmm. Belonging to a studio, being a studio's property. They, they would, like, rent you to another studio if they wanted to make a movie with you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. When there's the doorman who looks at everyone... With the, the gaze of a stock breeder. Like, he, he knows how to look at people as, you know, objects to, to move around for the intention of producing motion pictures to make a profit. I love it. It's all it's all good stuff. After that bit with the stars, uh, we get a short aside where uh, a couple of a couple of uh, animal herders, breeders, what, a couple a couple of people what got some animals in Clatch. Uh, they stock have... stock traders. Yeah, they've received an order for a thousand elephants. Mm-hmm. I I want to talk about this. Um, again, every time Clatch comes up, I feel like I I harp on it. Um, Terry does refer to it as the Great Dark Continent. That's not. Mm. Yeah, which mm. like. Mm. Every time he's doing it, I'm just like, really, you you just he, have... he can't help it, Holly. He's British. Even the yeah. good Brits do it. Yeah, it's just in their blood. And I'm just like, because it's Turkey, it's Northern Africa, it's Central America, it's Greece, and now it's like Sub-Saharan it's Africa, wherever that isn't Europe, basically. Uh, literally, and so like, does um. I know we have names for, like, there's, like, Ankh-Morpork and there's Quirm. Is there a name for their fucking continent? Because, like, there's there's Clatch and there's the Counterweight continent. Those are the other two continents. What's What continent is, is like, Quirm on? Mm. I don't, I, I know it's just, like, I mm, I know about the Stow Plains, and I know mm-hmm. it's the continent. The Clatch and the continent that Ankh-Morpork is on are both continents on opposite sides of the circle c mm-hmm. um i don't think i don't think 
I don't think the continent that Quirm and Aquamore Pork and Stolat and the Ram Tops or anyone. I don't think it ever gets a name. Okay. All right. I just, it, it occurred to me where, like, he's only naming things that are like the other. Like, <laughs> he's he's given names to those those capital O other continents. Uh, but yeah. I, there's, yeah, you know, exactly. The the continent, the all the, all the, these are all the white societies. Um, they, they, they don't have to have a name, I guess. They're fine. In a, in a, an extremely, um, not, not to, not to relate to the fact that we are all slowly reading Dracula, but like the one <laughs> time, like he, he does name specifically Uberwald as like, Uberwald is Eastern Europe and it is like the only place, uh, in the Europe section of Discworld that like is like an other place. Sure. Yeah. I'll be interested to to see what goes on there with that. That would definitely be neat. Um, but yeah, I'm I just looking I'm just... it up, and there's no real name for like the continent or landmass Quermazon. Yeah, yeah the best is... thing I got is the Stow Plains. Is or, like... yeah, it's ba- it's basically like uh, Spain. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's it's he's definitely done kind of like Quirm is both France and Spain. Um, yeah, it, it it is it is opposite to Ankhmor Pork. That's yeah. it. It's it's the thing that's not Ankhmor Pork, but I almost said noticeably Anglo, but that wouldn't make sense because um, that's all that's right. Not let's true. let's look at the Discworld geography. Uh... <laughs> and like I I fully understand that I shouldn't be interrogating it this much, but like it it no, sticks out it, to it's, me. It's 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 weird because a lot of this was later established especially once that Science of Discworld book was actually released and, like, he, Terry Pratchett and, like, scientific writers had to hash out how mm. does this work and, like, mm-hmm. where does everything lie? And yeah. we have to create a map fuck, at some point. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 I, I, like, I don't want to be a lore fucker because it's kind of clear in a lot of these early books that Terry's like, fuck you, lore fucker. I, I don't got to do fucking shit. But then I know mm. that books like Science of Discworld exist where I'm just like, oh, so fu- fuck me, lore fucker, huh? Okay. But you still did it, though. So, like, I, I, I just, I want to know, you know. It's kind of like going back in time uh, right before Zero was created by Arabian mathematicians and being like... The- <laughs> There is a way to quantify nothing, the absence of something. And people will be like, no, what? I don't know about that. What the fuck are you talking about? We don't need a number for that. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut up. I don't, I don't gotta do shit. Um, Yeah, it's, so they, uh, there's this guy, Azurul Nchote, and he's, he's like a, it literally says stock dealer, which I, in my brain, I'm like, weird. Buy like, sell. Oh wait, no animals, animals. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like my 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 brain was stupid. I'm not. I'm not sure if this is a Hollywood thing or if it's this is just like Jesus Christ. We are going to be remembered forever, and we're going to make so much money if we can deliver a thousand elephants. And I I love like every bit of this plan. Every time they come into a snag, like ah oh, man. Oh, there's no road through the jungle. Elephants will make a road. Ah, oh, man, we got no lumber for bridges. Guess who just got a bunch of lumber? Ah, oh, man, but we don't have workers to make the bridge. Guess what elephants can do? Yeah, so he's he's got this assistant, uh, Mbu, who's, like, 12. Um, and, and this 12-year-old... This 12-year-old comes up with this plan where he's, he's just like, 
yeah, we could just go across the plains. There's a bunch of elephants on the plane. Because, um, the guy does all the, the math. Elephants he's just in like, Spain fall mainly on the plane. Yeah. Um, because the guy counts up. He's like, okay, we got like three elephants. Um, what's I, his I name over there? Love. It's like, are you sure we have three elephants? And he's just like, yes, very sure. They're easy to count. <laughs> like, you, you can't miss that. Um, so like him, him and everyone he knows, if he buys up all of those elephants, he's got like 20. He's like, how do I get to a thousand elephants? It's like, well, if we go across the plain and then we go up the mountain with all the elephants uh, and we build a bridge with all the wood that all the elephants knock down. Um, it, it's a it's a 3000 mile journey. It's it's a crazy idea, but it just might work. <laughs> We're going to cause a bunch of problems for everyone ever. <laughs> oh, it's going to cause so, so many problems. Um there's also like a bit i think he mentions like the capital city is clash city and i'm like terry terry (laughs) terry terry i'm like listen terry like i know that's that's a way to do things where you just call you just call your city whatever city um but like also you've just you've made clash such this this hodgepodge you have made it so many things but also made it nothing like the thing, the thing is that I've reread the the one book that does anything good with like I've reread Jingo so many times. I'm like, yeah, Clash is a place with people, um, <laughs> but like just every other book before that is just does not shake out. I, I, well, yeah, because Clash is a place with people, but it's just it's a place with so many people. Whereas like other places on Discworld have a type of people and you know what the type of people are because he's like put in the effort of making the type of people like and he's, he's just like no you know who these people are um but literally i think i've said this before in other episodes like it's it's the continent that he points to and says those folks aren't white <laughs> like, like unless it's the counterweight continent and it's like no those folks are asian like it's i'm just like okay I'm like all right sure the sorry. british can't help it they, they, they really can't. Well, that's yeah, that's literally what they did with the world, where they pointed it to all these places and said, "All these people, not white." The, the way, the way I've always said, the way I've always talked about this sort of thing, I notice in anyone who's frankly white uh, to other white folks is that uh, the very, the very subtle but important difference between Americans and Brits is that the Brits still kind of have this colonialist like underpinning to some extent like there's mm. just it's always there meanwhile y'all in america just kind of realize that sounds bad let's not say the quiet part loud but yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Br- british people meanwhile hey remember the good old days when we owned the, the planet yeah <laughs> oh no no or, 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 the, or, the, or no it's more like even people like terry pratchett are just like oh yes like <laughs> when we own the planet, like, you know, that's just now a bit of history. Mm-hmm. Oh, With, we don't own the planet uh, anymore. Well, <laughs> so it's like, we can joke about that. It's like, uh, mm, I mean, mm. sure, yes. Okay, but you've also, like, you irrevocably did some Meanwhile, Americans shit. just kind of understand the planet is them. Is just yeah. America. There's America and not America. Yeah. <laughs> the, British, the British still wish they owned the sun. Americans believe the sun revolves around them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we are still in that time for for America. You know, I don't know when that time ends. Uh, hopefully it's soon. I don't know. Maybe it's soon. Feels like it's going to start being soon. Um, God, like, please. God, Jesus. please. Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really. I'm gonna say it right now, it's not American. I, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> listen, not not to bring another British person into this. I'm thinking of like the fucking old ass like 2004 John Oliver stand up bit, which is. America's goal is to be the ones in charge when the world ends, because then we win. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, if everyone on this planet doesn't die, like, there could be a time where, you know, America looks back in the same way that Britain does now. We're just like, oh, yeah, you you remember when we were, th- were the king of the world? Um, and it's, you know, who, who knows if that happens or if there's even a world. Uh, anyway. 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 Anyway, have we mentioned Jess has left Twitter? Uh, yeah, no, Jess, Jess isn't allowed to be on Twitter anymore um, for, for a lot of reasons, and the they're best. better off for it. Uh. Yeah, the nice thing about my uh, sometimes traumatic job is that I don't get to look at Twitter. I'm like, you know what? That's a good trade-off in some cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, at my job, I'm on Twitter as much as I can possibly be. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Because the alternative is stocking fucking shelves at CVS. I'd almost rather stock shelves at CVS than look at Twitter. Um, yeah, Me- Meltdown May came late for me, but it, it still did come late. It, it still did get me. <laughs> Meltdown June 2nd. Meltdown June 2nd, precisely. Um, Mel- Meltdown May, am I right, folks? Jess, it's June. It's supposed to be the June of Jess. <laughs> oh, it is. It's the June of Jess. Um, <laughs> I'm going to turn 30 in a few days, so I'm, I'm having a good time. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll oh, have to remember. Okay. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to wish you a happy birthday. Yes, yes, June, June 11th. Um, I think this episode comes out right after this. Don't we have like yeah. another weeks? So like, no, this is going to be like a couple of weeks after June uh, 11th. Because uh, the so first we'll... episode, the first episode came out um, last week. So oh, next yes, week one's... is going to be the second episode. Then the, like the, okay, maybe so... maybe the very end of June. And end of June. Um, if if Meltdown May does not continue through all of June, uh, this comes out on like the 29th. Who who knows? Who who can say in this crazy messed up world? So we we go back to to Hollywood. Victor's just like, wow, it's it's fucked up that we film non sequentially. Um, still really stuck on that one. Yeah. So, like everyone's taking a break on like the set, and there's Terry talks about the the imps in the box taking a break and passing a little cigarette back and forth between them. Dale, I love it. cigarette. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I love the bit where Ginger's like, aren't we going to do the ending? And uh, Dibbler's nephew is like, that's like the first thing we did this morning. Yeah, you did that this morning. <laughs> you you already did that. Is that bit time. where you couldn't remember like what your screen directions were? Yeah, there's like a bit where like the, the cameraman takes the film off and I think he talks... He's like, and then they took it off to do the the magical, you know, cutting and pasting together of the movie. Whatever arcane rituals they did to make a movie. For as much as this was a, a bustling scene at 6am, now everyone just starts breaking off and, and you know, they're just kind of left in this empty lot. I, I love when Ginger's like, I felt like this the first time the circus went away. Like... Oh my god, that's so sad. Exactly. There's like, that's such a specific feeling. And I was just like, oh. She just hates every part. Like, like we, we, she like talks about her old life. It's just like I knew from that from the moment I saw the circus, I knew I didn't want to be here for the rest of my goddamn life milking cows. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Doctor's like, oh yeah, you know, milking cows seems great. And she's like, it fucking sucks. And she's like, no, it sucks ass. And I had to get out of there. And she's just like, this is this seems like a you know a better place to be than than anywhere else. Um, I I really enjoy this scene because like this is she's she's a lot like different in this scene that she has been like i don't know we're getting some of the fucking development on her character she seems actually like human yeah she because she seems like a person where she's just like it turns out she doesn't she also doesn't really want to be here but it's better than where she was because like i had also like victor's like i thought you wanted to be here like i thought this was like a, a, a dream for you um and like no i just wound up here a month ago how yeah. could this have been a lifelong dream i didn't know these things existed five weeks ago <laughs> This is also like the first time that someone is like, no, this has been going on for six months. How could this be a lifelong thing for me? You dumbass. Um, and it's like, yeah, I think I, as the reader, also assumed that like she wanted to be here, maybe not for her whole life, but like, you know, that she wanted to be here. But kind of like Victor. Um, she just wound like, up here. She just wound up here. This was, you know, better than where she was. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm curious why she's not the main character of this book. <laughs> Because she's she's a, a character who wants something. Um. No, we need the young man with no no dedicated a dedicated young man of no characteristics. The young man mm-hmm. who Terry told me on like page thirty of this book doesn't want anything. Like he's just going from fucking scene to scene, and I'm just like, okay. Um, is this book suffers from from the Trinity problem? Um, like, no. Why why is that not the main character? Points points to woman. It turns out there's there's a reason for for why the trinity problem exists in the matrix at the very least also doesn't help when you have basically uh just a- any creative in any field be it editor actual author writer whatever um just assumes well the audience needs a blank cipher in order to like connect to it. and it's like not always and it doesn't always have to be a guy like yeah no but that's the default julie mm-hmm. don't you know but it, this this is this is kind of what i have known it from a like tokusatsu sort of headspace as the red ranger problem of the red rangers always like not no well i shouldn't say always but a lot of the time is the most blandest person and mm-hmm. uh, but but everyone latches onto the red ranger like it is a populist idea that yeah. people just go like i can insert myself in this person's shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, fu- the fucking the fucking tommy oliver problem it's a, a handsome young man with no characteristics you know he could have any characteristics you want also ho- hang on ho- holly tommy oliver was not a red ranger until zeo and, and even then like that's <laughs> listen red i ranger, just uh, i i only know through i only know it was through jason who was the original red ranger attitude. no jason was the original red ranger tommy was the green ranger he was evil he was michael by reader repulsa he was I, then turned good I, i'm not aware of this please say more <laughs> Uh, so, so no, okay. Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger problem is different from the Red Ranger problem. The Red Ranger problem is it's the populist cipher, the blank slate in which audiences want to uh, insert themselves onto Tabula Raza and so on because they're the leader of the group. They're the main character, even when they're not the leader of the actual Sentai or Ranger group. They are the main character. The Green Ranger problem is when you introduce a new character who's cool and badass, and he's here to sell you more toys. Oh, whoops, we made him too powerful. We have to make him a little less powerful through some contrived means in order to actually, like, bring some balance so that, because we still have 80 episodes left to film, oh shit, oh god, no. Um, and then, maybe, they can go on to become a main character at some point, and they basically become the deuteragonist. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. 
And sometimes they're just dull as dishwasher, dishwater, like fucking uh, Tommy Oliver is. Dull as dishwasher. Yeah, but no, but no, no, but here's the thing. But Holly, he's cool and a little mean, and he has long hair and a ponytail. Ooh. (laughs) Love that. And then he becomes the White Ranger, Holly, after he died. Ooh. Uh huh. love hearing about like sentai shit i it's it's just a hole in my cultural knowledge i know nothing about it it is it is so funny it is outside of outside of what i've watched for my guest appearances on teenage with attitude i have not watched a single goddamn second of power rangers in my life no listen power rangers is just this weird mess it is this absolute trash fire that somehow caught on because there weren't costume color coded heroes in like western culture yeah as it opposed was, was to in japan where it had been a thing since the 70s mm-hmm. uh, but like but like i have not watched a single second of like any sort of tokyo or power rangers or whatever um except for the fact that because of listening to teenagers with attitude who like go into like how like what the season of uh tokyo that it is based on is mm. um i kind of have an idea of like let's see one two three Zio Turbo in space. I'm not, we are now at a we are now at season seven of <laughs> Power Rangers that I have listened oh. to about. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you guys gone to uh, you know Lost Galaxy where they uh, were reusing the um, uniforms from Starship Troopers? Because that's really oh. funny. Okay. No, se- several several sci-fi properties, including Power Rangers, reuse the old Starship Troopers like soldier uniforms. It is hilarious seeing that in like a couple different movies from it that era. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sentai's great. Uh, uh, the only thing I'll say because I need to say it because I need to tell other people this is that uh, famously a uh, ranger was killed in the last episode of a season in the early '90s slash end of the '80s, and he was stabbed by Mugger. That's literally how his character died in oh the, in God. the final episode of the series. And then later on in a rec- in a very recent last year uh, anniversary series, they have to beat um, a villain uh, a monster of the week who is kind of copying moments from previous history in Sentai history, and so they restage that entire scene where he is that ranger. Uh, stand in and they re-shot that entire sequence of him being of him stopping a mugger and being stabbed frame for frame to beat a monster of the week okay (laughs) oh that's wild sentai is a sentai is a referential is a referential fucking like wild ride Mm. anyway i I need to turn that switch off of my brain. <laughs> no, I, I love that. Um, <clears throat> kind of the most, like, Sentai knowledge that I have is of when I watched Samurai Flamenco, which, like, I still loved, but I'm, like, I know, I, I like, get, capital G, get, like, a fraction of this because I don't know anything about Sentai, because I know nothing about that culture. I, the, I don't honestly, get it um, that much. That, that new good. rom-com anime manga, Love After World Domination, is an, a fantastic depiction of Sentai. Of just mm. like re, do, doofus galoofus, musclehead red ranger falls in love with the villainess on the other, opposite side of the evil organization. It's great. Oh, that sounds wonderful. But there's 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 so many fucking references. I <laughs> it hurts my brain every time. Victor has red ranger syndrome. Then absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, but I, totally. I, 
I do. I, I, I love this scene. This is great when we get like Ginger's backstory. Um, I do, I do love um, af- after she says this uh, and she says, didn't you want to be anything? Uh, said Ginger, putting a whole sentence worth of disdain in a mere three letters. She's like, oh, don't, mm, don't you? Don't you want anything? <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> don't, don't you have a backstory, Victor? Don't you have any kind of motivation? And he's like, no. <laughs> Victor, Victor's just kind of like, uh, fuck jobs. Um, <laughs> which, you know, is a mood. He's like, it's just a job. It's fine. Victor trying desperately not to reveal that he was absolutely uh, a wizard student for most of his life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, like, yeah, she also has... Uh, I love this monologue she gives about um, the the greatest tragedy in the world is, is you know, all the people who could, could be good at something, but, you know, they wind up, because their father was a blacksmith, they just wind up being a blacksmith. Like they don't get to find out that they could be really good at playing the flute because they've never seen a fucking flute in their life like they're gonna start mm-hmm. making to- they're, they're gonna start making sorry I, I almost said talkies soundies so, uh, there's gonna soundies. be people who are great at those who don't know it yet and she's just like you know this this is like for for real people like ordinary people you know not like a fucking you know like a guard you know like a wizard like the, those fucking wizards like yada yada and she's like yeah <laughs> fuck wizards yeah those fucking wizards yeah oh. One of my favorite things in this book is how often people are like, fuck wizards. And Victor's like, yeah. Y- yeah! <laughs> yeah! No, no we, we all hate wizards here. <laughs> Lousy wizards, what'd they ever do for us? <laughs> she's just, she's so, like, bought into this. And I love when she goes, she's talking about you know, in, in theaters, women aren't allowed to act. This is like a, a, a place for women. We got trolls here. We got dwarves here. All the, in it. But uh, we know that um, because we know about real worlds, Hollywood, like it's it's like that diversity to to cover up the exploitation. It's diversity because uh, the machine went, wait, we can use more people as grinding fodder. Excellent. Yeah. Have, you, yeah. have you heard of a little documentary called Cats Don't Dance? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the machine going, gay money, please, um, here, here in the month of June. Uh, <laughs> See you in Hellfruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> rip to Pride Month when this episode comes out. But also, it's, it's the thing of like, oh, like, we, we don't have to just exploit young men. We can exploit women and old people as well as animals as well. Great. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And so oh. many minorities. I, I can exploit all the minorities, said Holywood. <laughs> Why should said I limit Dibbler. myself? Ex- only? <laughs> said Dibbler, yeah. Uh, why should I limit myself only to exploiting uh, young men? Um, <laughs> I can exploit everyone, but uh, Ginger's like, but it's but it's great, and it's like, oh, maybe, hey, maybe it's not. Like, maybe it's not. On paper, it sounds great. Yeah. In yeah. theory. Um, wait, when you when you approach it from an empathetic, like humanist, like perspective, yes, it sounds great. That's not the perspective the business sees it from. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I really I enjoy this scene. Um it's it's really nice to get like, I don't know, actual fucking depth on Ginger in any way. 
Yeah, I love the line when she's talking about how much she hate, hates wizards and what good has any of their magic ever done for anyone. And Victor does almost tip his hand where he's just like, well, magic's not supposed <laughs> to do anything. It's just the force that holds everything together. And then he goes into like, it's like well, can a, can a fucking wizard make a loaf of bread? And he's like, not for very long. You need to be like very powerful to keep it together for more than a second. <laughs> Ginger, I meant like baking one, you dipshit. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about magic. I, I'm Victor. It's they try fun. and eat the flower. <laughs> and then we go back to these fucking wizards. These fucking these wizards. Fucking and, wizards. And their magic that doesn't do anything for anyone. Um, <clears throat> so they're they're looking through um, all of Richter's papers to like try and figure out what the fuck this is, what the fuck it does. And they've like put sandbags up against it. It's up to like three shots every five minutes now. I kind of wish Terry hadn't told us what this was. Like, because he tells us when he when he yeah. shows it to us, he's just like, yeah, measures fucked up stuff in reality. I wish he hadn't said that. Like, I wish we had to discover this with the wizards. Like, if this was the first bit we'd gotten about reality. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you didn't have to show your hand on this. Like, I, I would have enjoyed to discover this with your characters rather than I sit here. I already know the answer. Although we do eventually get like, like, in some later scene, we get like, they investigate the... Uh, papers, and we find out, like, how much the lead balls, like, what they, like, what, how much of a reality disturbance they correspond to, and, like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Alright. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, so they're, I love when they're, they're going through his papers, and Rick Kelly's like, so fucking stupid. He, he, there's blueprints for all this dumb shit. He made a swamp meter. Mice counter? Mice <laughs> counter! <laughs> I love mice, mice counter. counter. Swamp Meter, uh, another great band. Swamp um, Meter! <laughs> I, I, fuck, I like laughed for five minutes straight at the idea of Swamp Meter. Swamp Meter, it's the uh, bank Swamp Meter. Swamp Meter. You just point it. Ding, 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 Oh fuck! I love that. That's that absolutely rocks. Like he does um, move it closer to a swamp and just starts belting out the fucking the music from Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> fucking bubble this, loop swamp tune. If it's okay, okay. If if a Geiger counter is for radioactivity, is a Gator counter for swamps? Oh, <laughs> yes. There you go. That's Hell nailed yeah, it. Gator counter. That's that's the swamp meter. Um. <laughs> oh, you, no, no. Like when it detects a swamp, it just goes somebody. <laughs> Told me the world is gonna roll. <laughs> oh god, that rules. Um, so Red Cully's like, well, how do I weaponize this? <laughs> how can I use this to kill animals? Basically, not for a couple books. Red Kelly, calm down. Maybe, maybe soon. Maybe soon. When are we, when are we reading Men at Arms? It's coming up. Oh god, it's, it, it's sometime next week. Not next week. Next year. Let's um, <laughs> not say whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> We got one, two, three, four, four, five books. Oh my god! Long drought in between guards books. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Because yeah. it goes guards, guards, and then he decided to write six fucking books, and then there's um, uh, men at arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had six books to come up with the idea of a gun. Um. <laughs> that sounds about right for Discworld, actually. That sounds yeah. about right for like the Aunt Warpork people. <laughs> Because uh, the the bursar's looking at the uh, he finds like the blueprints for uh, the reality 
vase. Um, and it's, uh, someone had told him this was because, uh, Numbers Richter had been anal retentive. And, uh, I love Numbers Richter, uh, was an outlier and should not have been counted. Uh, <laughs> the, the average wizard, uh, creates... Average ten... wizard cannot give a rat's ass about the rea- the fabric of reality. <laughs> the average wizard creates, uh, 10,000 useless gadgets. Uh, this is not true. Numbers Richter was an outlier and should not have been counted. Um. <laughs> Numbers Richter, person who wrote 23,813 pages of notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the bursar takes the, the blueprints and just stuffs it up his sleeve. Uh, so Red Kelly can't. Nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. No, it's fine. We honey. certainly it's... don't want anyone getting concerned about this. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Jesus fucking Christ, bursar. That's where we stop for, for today. That is where we stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I do not have access to Mark's Gmail on my computer uh, or on my profile. So instead, Jess, where can we find you on the online? You can't find me online anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> shit, that's the fuck. Uh-huh. Uh, well you, then. You, you can find the show uh, at the Discourse. I, I still have that one. I'm still going to use that one. I can't believe you're gatekeeping yourself, Jess. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a luxury that few can afford. Um, <laughs> uh, you you can still yeah. send DMs to the the discourse, uh, and I'll I'll respond to those. Uh, if you want to send us, you know, funny Discworld shit posts that you see, I'll retweet those. Yeah. There, there's no news in the discourse feed. It's it's, it's just Discworld. Uh, yeah, it's it's just Discworld. Now. It's just it's just me and Mark and Jasmine adding the Discworld Twitter, um, and being like, this is vibes to me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Listen, a hundred percent. You send me posts and be like, this is Vimes to me. I love that. That's that's what Twitter is for now. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can also email us, uh, and eventually we'll get to read emails someday uh, at thediscoursepod at gmail.com. Eventually our emails will return from war. Uh, I mean, for, listen, for all we know, there's nothing in there. We we have no idea. This is uh, I know for a fact there's one. Oh. I know for a fact there's one. There's just one email trapped in there. <laughs> Where's the we, we, Oh, God! For the love of God, Mark Trissel. <laughs> when, when will you awaken from EP jail? <laughs> Please release Mark from EP jail. Um, <laughs> our, uh, our theme music is done by Maxi Satan. You can find her on uh, Bandcamp at Pastel Hand Grenade. Uh, she's super cool and she rules. The end. True, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, where can we find you? Oh god, I wish I was offline. I wish I had the fortitude for that, but no. Now listen, for all I know, this ends in a couple of weeks. By the time this episode comes out, I'm back on Twitter. Who knows? Like, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like this is this is like a coffee addiction for me. It's like I uh, know this. There's no going back. It, it, I am. In fact, it's, I am it's so only obsessed with more. like being validated. Uh... <laughs> oh, see, I just stopped that. Like, <sighs> I'm I'm not valid. No one can validate me. I won't even. Validate that's why me. I write. Listen, that's why I write. I need people to know that i'm here the problem is too many of the people i know and i I care about i live inside my black doom rectangle that's the problem my girlfriends live inside here i know and i i i'm i'm waiting to again have a meltdown when i've i've isolated myself from all the friends that live in my phone like (laughs) who knows Truly, we live in a hell. Anyway, Black Mirror was sadly correct about too many things. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what if you're low on batteries? 
God damn it. You can't just say that, Holly. God damn it. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gatsby Low, L O W, locked account, public school teacher. Uh, trust me, uh, well, there's not really much for me you don't want to see on my Twitter feed because I'm not posting as much, but still, uh, very, very, very gatekeepy about my, my own main account. <laughs> um, you can find me uh, also on Twitter at fully underscore Julie. That's F O L Y underscore J O L Y. Um, that's just where a bunch of art I will eventually get around to uh, will be posted. Uh, just because I forget that account exists, uh, except for when we record. Really, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at that. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at DL Hobbies. That's where me and my partner Zach. Uh, just paint and show off a bunch of our Warhammer stuff, and we're trying to cut down, I say, after I just bought a giant box that was all for me, because it's just a bunch of cool buildings, there's a radar dish, and a Ooh. bunker, and a landing pad, I'm like, ooh, I actually want to paint terrain, Ooh. cool sci-fi buildings, and there's also, like, cool weirdos in there, so, yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter, I'm still there, uh, at Chum Personable. You can find the podcast that Mark, Jess, and I do called Lupin Lottery over at Lupin Lottery. <laughs> it's a podcast where we watch all of Lupin the Third. We will, I will eventually be posting those episodes. I'm just bad at doing these things, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll eventually be starting uh, Pink Jacket. Uh, but till then, uh, you can find my other podcast, which I have been updating. Uh, half Ronma Therapy, where we, where me, my girlfriend Sky, my friend Pokey, and my friend Ashley, we're all watching Ronma One Half. Um, we have just finished up the uh, martial arts gymnastics arc, uh, and we are about to delve into. Oh God, the Blu-ray has a completely different order than if you're watching it off of a torrent. Oh God. Oh, I love that. Yes. We, we're go- we're going by Blu-ray order because like. The first season was broadcast out of order anyway, so, like, may as well do it in some some kind of, like, official capacity. Uh, which means that, in terms of, like, what the episodes will say on, like, Wikipedia, we are jumping from episode 13 to 25. Gotta love they, it. They just decided to put it. the fucking ice skating arc, like, way into season 2, for some reason. Yeah, you know. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. You can find everything I do and get early access to my podcasts and fanfiction chapters uh, over at patreon.com slash hollybeedlin, where if you give me a dollar, you get access to my Discord server. There's some people there. It's fun. It's nice. Uh, I post stuff there early, uh, post works in progress on art. I'm currently doing a large and ill-advised pick of all the gay people in, all, all the fucking queers in my story that I'm writing it's all of them <laughs> why am I doing this to myself um but yeah why did you why did you pick the biggest rock to roll up the hill <laughs> I don't know larger numbers bigger rock <laughs> we call that getting better but would you like to hear what we are what reading up to next week I sure would yes please Next week, on page 235, behind him, the door moved the tiniest fraction of an inch. Ooh. Hmm. But that will be next time on the disc course. See you in a few hours and a hundred years. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
And what if we made a gun?